Hey, good morning, good evening, good afternoon. How you guys doing? This is your guy, Larry, and you just tuned in to Black Nurse Biblecast. And today's devotional, we're going to continue on in the devotional called Start. It's the first steps with Jesus. And so guess what? We're going to get into um, Mark chapter 8. And the question of today is who Jesus is. Remember when um, Jesus was walking with his disciples and we and uh, got to the point where, you know, Jesus was asking his disciples, you know, who do you know, who do people say that I am? I mean, like, like, what are people saying about me? And so when Peter, you know, he decides to tell him, he says, you know, hey, you know, um, they're saying that, you know, you're the Messiah or actually, I'm sorry, Peter gives them the answer that you are the Messiah, then, you know, the the basically the one that that we're looking for so anyways i talk a little bit about that hey so while i'm at the while i'm um, thinking about it right now um you know definitely definitely this uh people in southern california really need your prayers um there's a huge fire um california we get fires like quite a bit and um yeah there's a lot of people that had to evacuate um they're having a really tough time really tough time so you know, definitely, um, definitely in your prayers today, you know, um, just say a prayer for, for people. I mean, it's, it's hard to, you know, not, not sure whether your, your home is going to be there when you come back and, and, you know, you have to evacuate. They're, they're actually evacuating right now. And, um, yeah, I, I really, I really think that we need to be praying for, for people in that, that vicinity, that area. Um, and and the fires when we get fires in California they they're they're pretty big fires and they destroy a lot of uh, a lot of land a lot of area and unfortunately you know people they live out in those areas and their houses and belongings are destroyed and everything else their whole lives and so I know that we also we do have other uh, situations and circumstances everywhere all over the world too too but um, again just direct your prayers there um and just you know just other things if you know we need prayer need you know pray for your neighbor your friend your relatives uh you know pray for pray for me as well and uh yeah so just wanted to kind of let you guys know that um so hey you know what let's get into this next podcast sit back relax and enjoy black nurse bible cast Hey, good morning. So, um, I know we were going over uh, our devotional, which was considered start. Uh, it's a devotional that um, basically is um, <clears throat> first steps with Jesus, and part of this was um, who Jesus is, and that was in um, Mark chapter eight and chapter nine. So, I want to kind of um, uh, go back into that where we left off at, and. Um, if any of you have read, you know, um, the book of Mark, um, basically the, you know, just the, just the journey in which, you know, uh, we follow along in the book of Mark of, of the events that were happening with Jesus Christ, um, Jesus Christ, you know, being, you know, uh, he, he had came to, came to this world at one time and in physical form and performed miracles and you know, uh, we watched him uh, basically go from 
the 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 young boy or the messiah that we all kind of know and celebrate around christmas time about the baby jesus but uh <laughs> um now you know in book of mark it's it's, it's one of those kind of books that kind of like it's a fast-paced book more like uh what i like to call like an action uh, action movie i'm really into action movies so you know just in case you know i'm playing my podcast guys you know you know tune into my podcast as well you know i talk about action flicks too so anyway um the book of mark though is like an action movie so it, you know you kind of get a lot a lot of the 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 like certain highlights of of different things of what he went through so <clears throat> Uh, Jesus, you know, um, in, in, in the book of, uh, in the book of Mark. And also when it, it goes like into, uh, Mark chapter eight. And one of the things that is really pivotal, I want to say in this, in this series of who Jesus is, is, um, let me just actually, you know what? I want to start from where we talked about last time so this time um it, you know it, it starts off with this question again and the question is to his disciples who 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 people who do you say that i am okay and so we're going to read a little bit of that and then we're going to continue on with this devotion okay so and um and this is found in mark chapter 8 actually chapter 8 verses uh 27 through 27 to 30 okay it says jesus and his disciples left galilee and went up to the village near caesarea uh, philippi as they were walking along he asked them who do people say say that i am well they replied they replied excuse me some say john the baptist some say elijah others say you are one of the other prophets verse 29 then he asked them who do you say that i am peter replied you are the messiah then um uh verse 30 he says jesus warned them not to tell anyone about him okay um let me let me just uh, uh dive into that real quick so when we become Christian, when we become Christians, you know, we become, you know, children of God. And I know that a lot of times, you know, most of us are brought up in church like I was, or maybe you might have not been brought up in church. You might start going to church and you start hearing the preacher and he's preaching about God. And he's preaching about salvation. Now, I'll be honest with you, in the world that we live in, there's so many uh, either religions or, or or different beliefs that they will embrace God. And God is more kind of a generic term. In other words, everybody says, oh, God, this, God, that. You hear people use God's name in vain. You might hear, you know, just just all kind of ways in which people use God. OK, and um, a lot of times what happens is, is that God just kind of gets whitewashed in a way in other words he's he's just more like a part of people's terminology but they don't really have a true relationship with him and so it's easy to understand that everybody thinks of god in this way because they think of him not even on a personal level they just say well you know i, I talk about god when i talk about religion or i talk about god when it's time to maybe you know die you know or 
you know, these spiritual things about God and things like that. They talk about God as if he's maybe Santa Claus. Maybe once a year, you know, you get people that either think about God on Christmas or think about God on Easter or whatever. Sometimes every now and then you might run into the History Channel on the cable network and they talk about God. Uh, this is what I'm saying. There's so many different ways in which people are just, oh, God this, God that. But they're not, it's not really on a personal level. It's not, it's not to where, hey, this God is the God of the universe, the creator. We don't see him as that because we, after a while, the world kind of goes through this, this, this phase of, okay, well, we'll talk about him on Sunday. This is, this, that's on, that's God's day. But remember, remember this, God is needs to be talked about every day and God needs to be a part of your life every day. He's not a one day a week God. Remember, he is the creator of the universe. He is the alpha and omega. He's the beginning and the end. But again, the reason why I brought this up is because of the fact that, you know, the Bible now talks about Jesus Christ. And the reason why I bring up Jesus is because Jesus is very controversial. He's a controversial figure. He's a historical figure, but yet he's also controversial. In other words, people will say all manner of things in our culture today that are very offensive, that are very uh, just not right. But when you say Jesus, people get offended. It's almost like you use a curse word. Okay. Because again, Jesus brings to the heart of the matter. It, 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 it goes right to the center of who you are, it, your accountability to who? To the Father, God. Remember, the Bible says that you cannot get to God unless you go through Jesus Christ. Remember, Jesus also says that, Jesus says that I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man can come into the Father unless he comes through me. So, so there's a lot of controversy about that. People will fight you on 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 over the name Jesus. When you say Jesus Christ all of a sudden you you that's fighting words are you you you're getting into a, an argument. So imagine Jesus walking um with his disciples like he says here in in verse in chapter 8 verse 27 he left Galilee and goes up to the villages near Caesarea Philippi and he's walking along with them and kind of like you know can you imagine you guys you maybe you and your friends just walking along and then all of a sudden this question comes up well Jesus asks some questions says well you know um I got, a, I got a question to ask you guys, man. I mean, I, I know y'all are cool with me. I know y'all walk with me and everything else. You saw everything I do. But um, <clears throat> I'm just kind of curious. I mean, because you guys, you guys always, you know, you guys are like among the people. You guys, you know, walk among the people and everything else. So he asked me, he says, who do people say that I am? I mean, what are y'all hearing about me? What do you, what, I mean, I know everybody's talking about me. I know everybody's talking about me because... At this point, and let me give you some backstory real quick. On this point, the reason why this came up too is because by this time Jesus is becoming more popular in that area, especially in Galilee. Remember, he says that he left Galilee and went up to the villages of Caesarea Philippi. Remember, in Galilee, you know, he was preaching, he was he was talking, he was healing. You know what I'm saying? He just he just got through feeding a, 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 a group of four thousand people. Okay, 
um, the Pharisees and Sadducees, they were kind of looking at him and they, they were like, you know, why is he doing these things and how is he getting all these powers? Remember, the biggest miracle that he pulled off was feeding of the 4,000 people. 4,000, a large crowd. And of course, people are going to be talking. Imagine in 2019, Jesus appears in your town, your city, your your state. And all of a sudden, he's, he's doing all these miracles and stuff. You know, people are going to talk. Man, did you, hear, did you see that guy? He, he did this. He did that. He, he fed 4,000 people in my town. Okay? So he asked his disciples, who, 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 what are people saying about me? Who do they say that I am? One of them spoke up and said, well, you know, they say you're John the Baptist. You know, yeah, they say you're that, you're that guy, you know, that was out there, you know, baptizing. Some say you are Elijah, which is a prophet. Now, the reason why they mention Elijah, because Elijah is dead. You know what I'm saying? I mean, Elijah is, doesn't exist no more. Elijah was a prophet that that did phenomenal things. He 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 was he was a man he was a man that God used at that time. And others say that you are one of the other prophets. In other words, they couldn't really pin him. They didn't want. And the reason why another reason why too this came up because some people, it's just like today. You know, we have the internet and we and, and people can you know automatically Google stuff. To, to get information, you know, and you got the news, you got the media. So, you know, people can go and take a backstory of maybe a Wikipedia page from you, right? Okay, so they're saying that who do, who do, you, basically who people saying that I am. And they know the reason why these questions come up because Jesus understands too that, you know, people have seen him grow up. In the town of Bethlehem, he's Mary's son. He's a carpenter's son, a carpenter's son, or uh, Joseph's son. So he's got some familiar familiarity among the the uh, common folks or among the community. So Peter replies, out of everything he said, but who do you say that I am? He asked him again a second time. Asked the, his disciples. He says, so who do you guys say that I am? I mean, I, you hear everybody else saying these things. So who do you say I am? Peter says, you are the Messiah. You are the Messiah. Now this here, this here, I had to really think about this. And I might be wrong. I don't know. But in verse 8, or chapter 8, verse 30, um, it says, but Jesus warned them not to tell anyone about him. Now, it's not so much uh, don't tell anybody about Jesus Christ, but they're saying that don't reveal the Messiah. Don't don't reveal that answer. Now, I, I have some time to think about it, and um, I might again. This is just my opinion, but I honestly believe that that the reason why he didn't want nobody to know that he was the Messiah is because. First of all, the answer that Peter gave was not something that anyone told him. This was a revelation that he got. This was this was him observing this man in front of him. Being remember, he was a disciple. He was one that followed followed Jesus Christ. So in other words, he was following him, and he he was like, okay, wait a minute, wait a minute. He he lines up with with what I've read about. 
I've read that he is the Messiah. He is the one, the coming one, the one that we're to expect. And this is why Peter said, you know what? You're the Messiah. You're the you're that one that we are looking for. Right? So in verse 30, he says, but Jesus warned them not to tell anyone about him. Again, not because of the fact that, you know, I don't think that he wanted to know or not wanted to know. Okay. Um, he, he really, he, in other words, anybody that, that's going to know him, that's going to know him through relationship. They're going to know that he is the Messiah. All right. Um, I remember when I first got saved, uh, I remember, uh, I was, you know, just being so infatuated in love with Jesus Christ. And I remember hearing a man in my city in downtown, in the downtown area. He got mad at something. And he used Jesus Christ's name in vain. He 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 was like, you know, you know, said Jesus Christ, you know, and he said it in that way. And I instantly kind of got offended because I was like, you know, do you know him? Is that why you use his name? At that time, I just was really, you know, I, I felt like. You know, I felt like Peter, <laughs> but uh, anyway, um, yeah, you know, I think Jesus, uh, he's he's a he is an exceptional and a controversial figure. And when you mention the name Jesus, then, you know, it's all of a sudden there's a difference. So let, let's continue on. Now, I'm going to jump into uh, chapter uh, nine. I'm going to jump into chapter nine. And uh, before I do that, let's take a break real quick. And we're going to head into this commercial. Um, do you know that you can um, you can actually create your own podcast? So um, I'm going to let Larry, you know, he, he's the other guy that does the commercials around here. I'm going to let him explain that to you. I'll be right back. Hey, so um, on our journey to knowing who Jesus is, remember we started off, you know, with the declaration of, you know, Peter saying that he is the Messiah. And so um, in, in chapter nine, now we're going to go into a little bit about him, um, about his identity and certain things. Now, we also know he already healed people. We also know he fed 4,000 people. Um, and so he warned the disciples at one point, don't let anybody know that he's the Messiah. So remember, this is, you know, I think at these points, at these parts of his life at that time, he just wants, he wants people to come to him or know who he is based upon um, uh, observing and seeing the power in which God has given him and his operating in this anointing basically messiah also means the uh, or jesus christ actually means anointed one um there's a um, i learned where it says uh, jesus jesus christo christo means uh, anointing christ means, or the christ means anointing okay um so at this point jesus went on to say in chapter 9 verse 1 it says i tell you the truth will not die before they see the kingdom of God arrive in great power. Now it says six days later, six days later after he say, he says this, uh, and there's something that that's very significant here, but he says six days later, Jesus took Peter, James, and John and led them up 
a mountain to be alone. Okay. As the men watched, Jesus' appearance was transformed. His clothes became dazzling white, far whiter than any earthly bleach could ever make them. Then Elijah and Moses began began talking to Jesus. Peter exclaimed, Rabbi, it's wonderful for us to be here. Let's make three shelters as memorials. One for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. He said, he said in verse 6, he said this because he didn't really know what else to say, for they were all terrified. Verse 7, then a cloud overshadowed them in the voice, and a voice from the cloud said, this is my dearly loved son, listen to him. Verse 8, suddenly when they looked around, Moses and Elijah were gone, and they saw only Jesus with them as they went back down the mountain he told them not to tell anyone what they had seen until the son of man had risen from the dead so they kept it to themselves but they often asked them asked each other what he meant by rising from the dead then they asked him why do teachers of religious law insist that Elijah must return before the Messiah comes? So now I'm not going to get into this here. This is like really getting into something that's, that's really deep. But I want you to understand that, um, okay, six days later, you know, after he tells, I tell you the truth, some standing here right now will not die before they see the kingdom of God arrive in great power. Now, <clears throat> I remember uh, we talked about the kingdom of God. We talked about the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God. You know, it's I'm, I, I don't want to really kind of go into the very detail about this, about the kingdom of God. But I do know this is that the Mount of Transfiguration, which is this event that happened where Jesus took them into the mountain and led them up there to a high mountain to be alone. And it's, it's kind of there's a lot of significance to this path, this part of the scripture where he says six days later, Jesus took Peter, James and John. It was three of them. He didn't take the whole. Remember, he had 12 disciples. At this point, he only took three, Peter, James and John. I think there's several significant things around it. OK, first of all, let me just give you some homework, something to kind of kind of get you curious a little bit here. Peter. He has, he wrote the, he wrote, he has a book in the Bible. He has, uh, first, first, second, first, second, uh, Peter. And, and that's toward the back end of the Bible in the New Testament. The book of James. There's a, James, uh, James is also considered the brother of Jesus. Well, James was there. So James, um, um, he also has a book. And of course, John. So John is, as being the, one of the apostles or one of the disciples that followed Jesus Christ. Remember, you know, he, he, he has a book. In the Bible, um, out of, you know, in the New Testament again, the book of John. Okay. I think this is very significant because I, I believe, I almost, almost want to believe that Jesus, you know, in, in, in a funny sort of way, he's saying that, not saying that you are my favorite, but he pulled them aside. He took them three and says, you know what? I got something to show you. Okay. Remind you, mind you now, you know, because Jesus, because Jesus, was who he was he was god in the flesh he was able to know exactly the events of what was going to happen okay so at this point he transforms in other words he he becomes um uh his appearance changes and his clothes become dazzling white like it says uh otherwise whiter than any earthly 
earthly whiteness that you can never think of. The, then Elijah and Moses appeared, began talking with Jesus. Okay. So, and then those are significant because Elijah and Moses, Moses was the uh, patriarch uh, back in the days. He, he was the one that wrote the 10 commandments or God wrote the 10 commandments and gave them to Moses. He was the one that was, you know, experienced the power of God and miracles with the Red Sea, the part in the Red Sea. Moses was very significant in the Old Testament. You know, Moses um, um, led the children out of is out of Egypt. Um, he he was the one that that pulled them out. In other words, his his very name means to to draw out of the water. Okay, so that's what Moses was very significant and um, in the Old Testament. And so it's a funny how Moses appears. Um, and begins talking with Jesus and the second person was Elijah. Elijah, you know, he was a prophet. He was a, uh, uh, one that, that, that in his early days in the Old Testament, he was an Old Testament prophet. He was responsible for miracles as well, you know, uh, um, I believe it was like raining fire down from heaven. You know, he challenged um, people uh, with the altar and with this altar and, and people that that was worshiping other gods. You know, he challenged them. So Elijah was pretty significant, too. He he went away in a chariot of fire, you know, to be with the Lord. You know, Moses, you know, he died on top of a mountain and, it, you know, no one knows where his body, his bones are to this day. And, you know, what I'm saying it was almost like God had taken both of these characters he took characters i say as if you know but no bro both of these men okay um moses and elijah well they came back and they were talking with jesus we don't know the conversation we don't know what they were could have been talking about but i thought that was pretty interesting okay Peter exclaimed, Rabbi, this is wonderful for us to be here. You know, first of all, he doesn't know. This is, I mean, I, you can't blame Peter for feeling this way. Okay. If I was walking with Jesus and then all of a sudden, you know, we, we're, here we go. We're going into the mountains and we're sitting there. And then all of a sudden he just, his appearance changed. I mean, I probably would want to run, you know, but again, you know, this is what happened. Now, um, now remember, Jesus responded, he says that Elijah is indeed coming first to get everything ready. Yet, why do the scriptures say that the Son of Man must suffer greatly and be treated to, with utter contempt? But I tell you, Elijah has already come and they chose to abuse him just as the scriptures predicted. Remember, Jesus is talking about in the Old Testament and how, you know, how they, they did. They were very uh, abusive to Elijah. Okay, but that didn't stop Elijah. Elijah was was dedicated. He was committed to to the ways of God and, and and really preaching about about not just the kingdom of God at that time. You know, it was more about God himself. Amen. So um, then there's this other event that happens where he heals a demon possessed boy. And um, this boy is, 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 you know, he's he's convulsing. Let me read a little bit about that real quick. And so when they returned down, they saw a large crowd surrounding them. And some teachers of religious law were arguing with them. When the crowd saw Jesus, they were overwhelmed with awe and they ran to greet him. Now, this is pretty interesting, too. He says, what is all this arguing about? Jesus asked. One of, this, one of the men in the crowd spoke up and said, teacher, I brought my son so you can heal him. Him. He is possessed by an evil spirit and they won't 
let him talk, that won't let him talk, it says. And whenever the spirit seizes him, it throws him violently to the ground. Then he foams at the mouth and grinds his teeth and becomes rigid. So I asked your disciples to cast out the evil spirit, but they could not, they couldn't do it. And Jesus said, you faithless people, how long must I be with you? How long must I put up with you? Bring the boy to me. Sounds like he's pretty irritated. So they brought the boy, they brought the boy, but then, but when the evil spirit saw Jesus, it threw the child into a violent convulsion and he fell to the ground, breathing and foaming at the mouth. Verse 21, he says, how long has this been happening? Jesus asked the boy's father and he, and he replied, since he was a little boy, basically when he was even just a child. So who knows how long, how old this, this boy is. The spirit often throws him into the fire, into the water, trying to kill him. Have mercy on us and help us if you can. What do you mean? And now Jesus says, what do you mean if I can? And he says, anything is possible if a person believes. The father instantly cried out, I do believe, but help me overcome my unbelief. When Jesus saw the crowd and onlookers was growing, he rebuked the evil spirit. Listen, you spirit that makes this boy unable to hear or speak. I command you to come out of this child and never enter him again. Then the spirit screamed and threw the, the boy into another convulsion and left him. The boy appeared to be dead. A murmur ran through the crowd as people said, he's dead. But Jesus took him by the hand and helped him up to get up on his feet and he stood up. Afterwards, Jesus was alone with his house of disciples, alone in the house with his disciples. And they and they asked him, why couldn't we cast out evil spirit? Jesus replied, this kind can be cast out only by prayer. All right. Now, I'm stop right there. Now, this now, again, I'm, I'm trying to avoid from getting really deep off into these different sections here because we will talk about them. But I want to I want to focus on the fact that who Jesus is. Remember, Jesus, number one, he is uh, he 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 uh, he showed Peter, James and John previously that he was uh, he was uh, matter of fact, he was God's son, because remember a voice from heaven and the cloud says, this is my dearly beloved son. Listen to him. Remember, God basically put his stamp of approval. And that's the second time that we hear from God, because remember the first time when he was uh, baptized by John the Baptist, also an audible voice came from heaven and, or the heavens and, and, and basically said, this is my son who I dearly love, you know, listen to him. Okay. So this is the second time now. So, in at this point, you know, of course, Peter, you know, he responds about the about the the shelters and stuff. And we talk about Elijah. They come down from the hill. All of a sudden, the crowd of people was around him and they were arguing. Of course, you know, you got the teachers of religious law there. They're already starting up arguments with them. See, because they don't want they don't want they don't want the crowds to be following Jesus Christ. OK. OK. Remember, I told you, Jesus, he, he's offensive. He's an offensive person. He's very controversial. People don't they'll talk about God, but they will not talk about Jesus. When they talk about Jesus, now you now you're 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 having a problem. So, again, because Jesus is who he is, he is someone in which people are or teachers of religious law do not want the attention drawn onto drawn onto him. 
crowds are getting bigger. He's feeding people. He's, he's casting out demons. He's doing all these different things and he's starting to be more and more revealed to people. Remember, he was, he was, you know, shown as the Messiah to Peter. So, Let's continue on here, okay? Jesus, you know, he he rebukes the 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 demon. You know, um, the demon is 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 uh, taking over the boy, and basically, you know, he cast him out. Okay, now remember, Jesus at this point he's showing the authority that he has. In other words, this is the authority. In other words, the demon listens to him. The demon is, in other words, he's able to cast him out. And then the other thing at the end of this situation, he says that this can only be cast out by prayer. Now he wants them to understand that prayer is important. It's important that the disciples pray. Prayer, in other words, with the power, prayer gives you power. Okay, it gives you connection to God and you need to pray if you're going to go into these situations. Remember this this here, this whole um, part of the story. It reminds me of a movie that I've seen, you know, like the Omen or the Exorcist. You know, those those movies, you see these these, you know, Hollywood makes these movies about people that are demon possessing and they, they're they're like being thrown all over the walls and everything else. This is Hollywood. But this was a real thing. Remember this this here, it shows it talks about that. The demon, he was a uh, demon-possessed boy and was thrown everywhere, okay? Thrown in the fire, thrown in the water because he was trying to kill the boy. He was, you know, he was just really self-destructive, okay? Remember, Jesus says that you you must pray if you're going to have the power to do this. There's no way you can do this alone. You you cannot do this by yourself. This is why this is why it stands a reason that the teachers of religious law never done this. They never they never were casting out people, demons and stuff. And this is one of the reasons why too they saw that Jesus was gaining the popularity. It didn't matter to them about the kingdom of God. They just wanted to be popular. They wanted people to be known known them and drawn attention to the teachers of religious law. See, and so this is why this is another reason why the teachers of religious law were there. They were spying on him. They were watching him the whole way through. Okay. Now let's continue on. Uh, Jesus again predicts his death. Okay. He said to them, he said, the son of man is going to be betrayed into the hands of enemies. He will be killed. And three days later, he will rise again from the, from the, from the dead. Now, he explains this to them. You know, they're traveling to Galilee at this point. Jesus didn't want anyone to know he was there. He went for, he wanted to spend time with his disciples and teach them. And, and he tells them, he says, look, you know, this is what's going to happen. Now, Jesus at this point, because his popularity was growing and everything else, he knows that everybody likes him. He knows that there are enemies in the camp. He knows that there are people spying on his ministry, watching through the crowds and saying, oh, yeah, yeah, you know what? Yeah, he's doing this. He's doing that. He's getting other words. People are reporting back to whoever it is. This is what he's doing now. He's he, he didn't heal the boy now from a, being demon possessed. And the crowds are getting bigger. People are following this man. Okay, let's continue on. Okay, so it says after they arrive in Capernaum and settle in the house, Jesus asked the disciples, what were you discussing out on the road? But they didn't want to answer because they were arguing. That's why about which was the greatest. Now, remember, one thing about Jesus, Jesus, when he asks you a question, he already knows what the answer is. But he said, you know, what were you discussing out on the road? 
And then he says, he sat down and called the disciples over to him. Now, remember, he probably at this point probably walked away from him. And he says, he called him over. He said, you know, y'all sit down. Y'all come over here, sit down. He says, whoever wants to be first must take the last place and be a servant for everyone else. Key verse right here. Whoever wants to be first must take last place and be be the servant to everyone else. If you want to be a first person, you want to be top dog, you want to be the boss, you want to be the head, you want to be the greatest according to the king according to the kingdom, not according to the world, the kingdom. Now the kingdom is different. The kingdom you must be a servant of all people, but in the world it's all about oh we got to step on toes to get to the top. I want to be the head head person in charge. It's a di- it's different than the kingdom of God. He goes on to explain. He says, then he puts he puts a little child in front of him. He, he brings his kid. He puts the kid in front of him, taking the child in his arms. He holds him and tells, tells him. He says, anyone who welcomes this little child like this on my behalf welcomes me, and anyone who welcomes me who welcomes me welcomes not only me but the Father who sent me. Here we go. Another key verse here. Anyone that that welcomes this child on my behalf welcomes me. Now, here's the thing what he was saying here. The child is an innocent child, number one. Second of all, you know, the child is harmless. If he puts a child in in front of him, he says, you know what, he's representing me. If he, if he, if, if other words, if you welcome him, then you're welcoming me. It's the same. And if you welcome me, then you're also welcoming the father. Again, it goes back. Who is Jesus? He really is kind of showing you that, first of all, me and God are one. You welcome me, you're welcoming my father. Anyone that welcomes this child is also welcoming me. There's a, if you notice, there's a, there's a succession. There is a pattern. There is a connection of the little child. And then after the little child, him, and then from him to the father. Okay. At one point, you and I, or we are, we are representing Jesus Christ. He talks about the greatest in the kingdom. It's not about you being big or you're, you're being in charge or how, you know, how popular you are. It's not about that. It's about at this point, it's about you serving. It's about what you're doing for the kingdom of God. What are you doing for God? What are you, how are you representing? Again, Jesus at this point is a teacher. Who is Jesus? This is the point of this, 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 this devotion. Last thing, we're going to talk about the name of Jesus. So it says that the teachers or the disciples was was walking along and they said that, you know, there's a person that's casting out uh, demons in your name. Basically, we saw someone using your name to cast out demons, but we told him to stop because he wasn't in our group. He says, don't stop him. He said, don't stop him. Jesus said, he goes, no one who performs a miracle in my name will soon be able will soon be able to speak evil of me. Anyone who is not against me, against us, is for us. If anyone gives you a cup of water because you belong to the Messiah, I tell you the truth, that person will surely be rewarded. It goes back to the child, the child analogy. 
Okay, let's continue on here. He says, but if you if you cause one of these little ones who trust in me to fall into sin, it will be better for you if you if it will be better for you to be thrown into the sea with a large millstone hung around your neck. If you if your hand causes you to sin, cut it off. It is better for you better to enter eternal life with only one hand than to go into the unquenchable fire of hell with two hands. If your foot causes you to sin, cut it off. It's better to you to enter eternal life with only one foot than to be thrown into hell with two feet. If your eye causes you to sin, sin, gouge it out. It is better to enter the kingdom of God with only one eye than to have two eyes and be thrown into hell where maggots never die and the fire never goes out. Let's stop right, right there. <laughs> this here verse or this here pat up thing. This is in, um, in, in case you, I haven't been reading the verses here or, you know, according to the number of verses, but this is in Mark chapter nine, chapter nine verses, uh, 42 through 48 of the, of, you know, in Mark. Okay. Remember this. Jesus is talking about that. It's about you. Being being uh, dedicated and, and and starting your walk with the Lord, okay. Begin to walk with the Lord. In other words, about causing yourself to 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 be in a situation where you will sin. If your if you if your foot causes you to sin, he talks about that. He talks about your hand. Now listen, he says your hand could be things that you do, things that you that you put your hand to do that is wrong. Maybe killing somebody, maybe hurting somebody, maybe stealing, maybe whatever it is it's better for at your hand to be cut off than to have two hands and enter into hell same thing with your feet you know where you go the places you go things like that if your eye if you if you looking at stuff that you shouldn't be looking at it's better for you to gouge it out than to go into hell with you know go go to hell and suffer all right. And the last part of this about hell, he says, he says, where maggots never die and fire never goes out. This place is eternal. It never stops. In other words, the maggots never die. Can you imagine now maggots and fire, two, two worst things that could ever go together. Maggots and fire. Those two maggots never die. And the fire never goes out. In other words, this place has nothing to do with you physically. It has everything to do with you eternally. It has to do with the fact that when you leave this life, guess what? Your physical body, yes, maggots will will uh, eventually eat your body. I hate to be graphic, but hey, you, I'm sure some of you have watched worse movies. I've watched some really bad, some really Horror, horror movies too sometimes so again this is stuff that I think Hollywood would take from okay but it says where maggots never die fire never goes out the fire the fire never goes out in hell okay we'll deal with that one day too the fire never goes out in hell some of you right now are having a problem with believing in hell that hell even exists some even think that this is so bad here on earth that this is hell <laughs> uh, the Bible tells us that that even on earth there's some, there's an end to some some stuff. This here, the fire will never go out. And again, going back to what I was saying, who Jesus is. 
Jesus is the teacher at this point. He's teaching them. He's showing them. But he's also showing them, too, that his name is powerful. In other words, listen, the demons know his name. He has authority. This is who Jesus is. Wondering what is his name. Right now in 2019, again, you can Google his name and find out all the things that come up about him. But the but the reality of who he is, the revelation of who Jesus Christ is, it depends on you and it depends on me and our walk with the Lord. Remember, Peter, first of all, Peter was the first one that said that you are the Messiah, the one that sent one, the, the anointed one. You're the one that we've been waiting for. At some point in your walk with, with, with God or your walk with Christ, you will become to the place in your life where you say, you know what? I know who Jesus Christ is. He's not the Jesus in the Bible. He's not the one on the on the fixated on the cross or the, the the jewelry. He's he he is the Messiah. He is the one and only the one that I have to go through to to God. He is the one that died on the cross for me, right? He's the one that because he died that I live. Amen. Who is Jesus or who Jesus is. Jesus is a good teacher. You hear people have said he was a good teacher. Maybe he was a prophet. Maybe he was this. Remember, he went to the Mount of Transfiguration and Moses and Elijah were there. This devotion today is challenging you and me about who Jesus is. Okay. We just got through kind of rushing reading through this here in Mark chapter 9. Lots of events that happened. He talks about the authority that he had with the de- demonic boy, the boy that was, that, that had a demon, demon possession in him. He talked, we talked to start it off with the Mount of Transfiguration where he took Peter, James, and John up there and he transformed in appearance as, as with his robe in dazzling white. Okay, so there are so many different things that Jesus begins to show us. And again, he tells us just like he tells them to don't tell nobody. Don't say nothing. Just just keep this to yourself. Whoever whoever finds out is because they as well say, "Okay, you know what? I know who you are. Just like Peter, just like Peter. So remember, remember, you know, if you're right now, you, you're, you're listening to the Bible cast and say, for instance, you know, you know all about God, but you don't know, you don't know anything about Jesus Christ. Why don't we take this time right now to, to pray and ask Jesus Christ to come into your heart, come into your life so that you can begin to follow and begin to know who Christ is. Why don't we do that right now? So wherever you are, maybe if you're working, if you're working out or you're driving or whatever, I'm not going to ask you to stop and pull over and close your eyes because you know what? Within your heart, within your mind, your mouth, just confession with your mouth, you know what I'm saying? I mean, Christ understands and he knows, but it's, it's, it's the sincerity of your heart at this moment. So just listen to this prayer or follow me after this prayer. 
Father God, first of all, thank you for just this me- this message, this blessing, this devotion. Thank you for just thank you for just the message of who Jesus is, who your son is, the power, the authority, the preaching of the kingdom of God, the healing, the the teaching of who is it from those who is the, the the greatest will serve will be ultimately serving others and helping us to put those things in perspective in our lives lord father those there's someone out there is listening and they want to they want to know who you are they want to be that peter and they want to be like you know i know who you are Father, I pray for that person right now that's listening to this Bible cast. And I ask right now they follow this prayer. Dear Jesus Christ, first of all, thank you for your son. Thank you, thank you, God, for your son, Jesus. Thank you for giving him over to us and blessing us with his salvation. Thank you for dying on the cross for me. Thank you for, for the blood that was shed for me, Lord. Father, first of all, I am a sinner and I need forgiveness. I need my life changed. And Father, I'm, I'm willing to, to, to take your free gift of salvation through your son, Jesus Christ. And I ask right now to be forgiven of my sins and help me to walk more with you. Help me to help me to be closer to you, Lord. I want a relationship with you, God. And I ask right now in Jesus name that you would accept me and I do accept your gift. Thank you so much for your gift of salvation. Thank you for forgiving me. Thank you for loving me in spite of myself. Thank you for everything you're going to do and will do in my life. In Jesus name we pray. Amen. Listen, if you prayed that prayer or if you prayed any part of that prayer or say, for instance, you just said it in your own way. Welcome to the family of God. Thank you for just welcome to the family of God. Okay, this is the greatest one of the greatest decisions that you can ever make in your life is accepting the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal savior. Once you do that, my recommendation to you is to find you a good Bible believing church that teaches the word of God. Second of all, develop a prayer life. That means that you pray. That don't mean that you don't have to pray like a full hour, but you can pray. Prayer is simply talking to God, getting to know God on a daily. Okay. Third, develop a life of reading your Bible. How are you going to get to know God if you don't read about him? Through prayer and reading your Bible, those two combinations right there will begin to get you closer to the Lord. You'll develop a walk with him, a relationship with him. You begin to discover things about him that are beyond religion, beyond religion and religious beliefs and things that you've come up with that you that we are all uh, some kind of way encounter in our in our lives. Right. We encounter these things. So. I just want to tell you. Accept Jesus Christ as your personal savior and he'll do any, and he'll begin to mentor you. The Holy spirit will begin to mentor you, begin to develop more of a Christian attitude about you. 
if you're the one that's struggling struggling with things that maybe you say things do things your behavior is not the way it's supposed to be hey you know what so are all of us you're no different than anyone else that you work with that you live with that you're riding on the you know riding on the bus with going to back and forth to work with or whatever the case might be remember we live in a society of all different types of people from all different backgrounds and and and, and worlds and situations and you know something god loves you he loves you he loves you just like he loves me thank you for listening to this devotion i hope you got a lot out of it like i did Again, just keep this. Let's just keep this thing going. Let's keep it going. So I'm gonna let you guys go go for now. I've been on this for long enough. Hey, you can follow me on my on all my social medias: Black Nerd Forty Six on Facebook, Black Nerd for You at Instagram, and Black Nerd at Twitter. Okay. Also, check me out on on Overcast. Check me out on Spotify. Check me out on Anchor. Anchor is the place where you heard the guy that did the commercial. Yeah, that guy. His name is Larry, by the way. Anyway, he sounded pretty cool, didn't he? Well, anyway, you can get on Anchor and do your own podcast. Okay. I'm also on there too. That's also, it's also not only a place where you can, you can do podcasts, but you can actually download it for free from either your Android, the Android market, Play Store, or the apple store ios okay also uh check me out on like i said google podcast pocket cast overcast uh, uh uh apple music um and and other places where you may get the uh the app or the um sorry the podcast and uh, and again uh look for me under black nerds podcast or yeah black nerds podcast b-l-k-n-e-r-d uh, podcast okay also the same way with my with my instagram my facebook and also my twitter spelled b-l-k-n-e-r-d so check me out over there and again keep people keep the people in prayer over in southern california keep all people in prayer your neighbors your friends your your relatives keep everybody in prayer and last but not least keep me in, in your prayers as well continue to 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 as I put out this content, I hope that you being blessed, you know, please uh, share and subscribe to this podcast. You know, if this is being a blessing to you, I really appreciate you listening to me as I'm, as I continue to learn how to be more, you know, myself in these podcasts and everything. But again, until next time, stay blessed, stay positive. I'll be checking you guys out next time. God bless. Have a wonderful week ahead of you.